0: glorious humans, gentle ladies, ladmen, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers, and dreams alike. And welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at ForkCast.DevolverDigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M. And I am Jared. Hey, Jared, how you doing today? Uh, pretty alright. Doing pretty alright. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing alright as well. It's, uh, it's hot, but I went out and I got myself a nice haircut this morning. And, uh, and I got oh, nice. some hardware so that I can... Yeah, thanks. Nice. I'm, uh... It was, it was tricky explaining it to the lady because I was explaining what I want and she's like, so a mullet? I'm like, I don't want a mullet. <laughs> I got my haircut yesterday
1: as well, so. Yeah? Did you get a mullet? Yep. Feels so much
0: nicer. Nice. No, I did not get a mullet. I thought about it, but no. Uh. <laughs> you know who gets mullets and makes them look good is Robbie.
1: Oh, that's very true. His
0: mullet is nice. His mullet
1: is he's very got,
0: nice. He he's got such incredible hair. I am incredibly jealous of that man's hair. And his style, Your his students. hair and style is just hey, oh. on point. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very he's very much like. Yeah, he's got it going on. Anytime we're at you know events, E three, whatever, and Robbie says something good about my style, that means a lot to me because it's like yes. <laughs> Nice. So Robbie knows. But yeah, it's a good day so far, getting started, uh, recording uh, the second draft of this particular episode of The forecast.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's
0: fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we did something a little experimental, and uh, uh, unlike this new haircut of mine, it, uh, it didn't work. <laughs> hey, that's the thing. Sometimes
1: experiments fail, and there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, you got it. You got to try. You got to reach mm-hmm. out. You got to do new things. I I think there's something to the the theory of that experiment. So maybe someday we'll we'll try a version of that. Should workshop um, it maybe before
1: recording. But there's some something could maybe happen. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe in the future.
0: Maybe in the and future. It, or if, maybe if it does
1: happen, we can say,
0: oh, this was the thing. Otherwise, nobody will ever know. <laughs> nobody <laughs> needs to know. It was. It was. No possibly the worst podcast ever recorded (laughs) just behind the Joe um, Rogan podcast (laughs) oh I forget that that shit actually I forget that terrible podcast real terrible (laughs) podcast exists that's true our weirdly formatted podcast was better than any disinformation campaign um (laughs) spread by pseudo-intellectuals um and something I I want to start doing uh, you know on the forecast here is just letting people know what's coming up in the world of Devolver you know I think I think that could be helpful for folks so just uh, real quick you know before we get we get too deep into this uh, Cult of the Lamb has its release date announced August 11th so that is closing in fast it's I very mean, soon less than two weeks away yeah uh, so that's exciting a lot of people are gonna really enjoy that game it's gonna be a lot of fun for everybody. And uh, I don't think we have any other game announcements that people don't know about. Phantom Abyss is still in early access and has a new update coming soon. And we'll, uh, you know, as Josh told us, we'll be coming to uh, to Game Pass, which is very exciting for, for them. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. And then there's just the shows, I guess, like as far as other announcements go. Um, Do like we... Card is out. Are we allowed to say what
1: we're going to have at the show or is that not public knowledge
0: i don't think we're allowed to say i mean i don't i, th- I think they're waiting i think that's one of the things like it's like oh come and see it when it happens but i mean you know a lot of our announced and as yet unreleased games will be there uh and a couple okay at least one as yet unannounced game um yeah
1: I think we can okay yeah I just I think we can it's like you know get say, exciting
0: about that but yeah <laughs> I think we can safely say umbrella is gonna be there which is awesome very awesome yeah that's gonna be really great for folks to see because that that game is I'm excited I'm really excited for that one um,
1: I was genuinely blown Dork away like the, their games are great and when I first got a build of Gumbrella and just loading it up and just how different mm-hmm. the art is is from their previous games. I just yeah. was like, "Whoa, okay, this is this is different," yeah. and I'm very excited to kind of play through that.
0: Yeah, it's amazing seeing them push themselves and and explore. Yeah, you know what they can really do, and they're they're just such excellent craftsmen of games. They are. They um. truly are. And they're funny. Cullen is is a delightful trickster. And you know what? I was I was thinking about shows. You know, we've got shows coming up. We have got PAX, Devolver will have a small presence at Gamescom and uh, uh and at Bit Summit. So if anyone's able to go to those, but uh we've got PAX West coming up. Uh and I was thinking about Cullen at PAX East. And uh do you remember the dinner at the um at the Italian place where Cullen played that trick? <laughs> yes. Cuz you were right there <laughs> yes. for it yeah so one of our devs um... came and and they brought (laughs) they brought their girlfriend jared do you want to tell do you want to tell the story uh sure
1: so it was at the dessert part of dinner and like it it was an italian restaurant so one of the things they had was this lemon sorbet um Mm -hmm. but it was served like in um in a lemon, like imagine like a lemon that's been hollowed out and then frozen. So it's like a the hard peel of a lemon and then all the sor- sorbet mm-hmm. inside. Um, and then it has sprinkle of, I think, I don't know, some kind of like sugary thing just sprinkled over top of it. Um, mm-hmm. Very delicious, and they were talking about how good it was, uh, and then the guy who ordered it, at one point I think he went to the bathroom or something, uh, and because this is an Italian place, On the table at all times was just a bowl of finely, finely shredded Parmesan cheese. And so Cullen... (laughs) Powdered almost, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was like powdered Parmesan cheese. Put it uh, all over this lemon sorbet dessert. And you could not tell. like It blended in absolutely perfectly. And mm-hmm. it was really funny because he sat down and we were trying not to say anything that eventually he took a bite. And it was kind of like, he's like, well, he's like, is there cheese in there? <laughs> and we were all laughing. It's like, what? But then he like goes again. He's like, it's actually not that bad. We're like, wait a minute. Hold on. What? So we all tried it and uh, can confirm it was actually pretty good.
0: Now, I thought there was a trick at one point where <laughs> Cullen had offered the spoonful of powdered cheese to uh, to the girlfriend, to one of the guests. Oh, I don't remember that one. Uh, see, I remember, I remember hearing about this part where he had offered her the powdered cheese on a spoon, and she's a little hesitant, because Cullen is a trickster. Cullen Coyote, he sometimes calls himself, and he's a trickster, and you can kind of tell that he's a trickster. He's a sweet guy, very smart, and a lot of fun. Uh, but there's mischief, you know, very playful mischief. And he offers the uh, the spoonful of cheese and she's a little hesitant. And then Eli, who is also sitting in the group, just says it's sorbet or it's ice cream or something like that.
2: He just oh, says that's it right. I remember it's offhand sorbet.
0: <laughs> and she she goes for it and she puts it in her mouth and is uh, shocked because it is not sorbet. It is it is just a, a spoonful of powdered <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and the thing, like, I remember coming over, y'all were laughing your asses off, and I came over and I learned this story. The thing that bewildered me the most about it, though, was Eli.
1: Yeah, okay, I, I remember this now, yeah. He just put the but, spoon, and it was Eli who was like the accomplice, <laughs> saying, oh, this is just
0: sorbet." <laughs> And I trust Eli. Eli's a trustworthy dude. And I mean this doesn't affect my trust of Eli. I think it's it's you know, it's a harmless joke to be committed to. But man, if somebody's got me in a tricky situation like that, you know, or where, where <laughs> I'm like, huh. But then Eli's like, huh, it's sorbet. Uh I be- I'll believe Eli. Yeah. And uh that was the part that bewildered me. That was the uh that was the part that really got me. Uh so uh so yeah, and... Uh, I do remember this now,
1: yeah, that was very funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So uh, our guest today will be none other than that trickster, Eli. Eli the trickster. Hello, uh, hello,
3: I'm here. Hey, Eli. Hello. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> that's that's we one of that my favorite stories, correctly? I love that. <laughs> I think the trick was that Colin just had the, the spoonful out. And I, I just said, oh, the sorbet is so good. And just kind that- of like, <laughs> just said something about it so that, so that she'd think it was sorbet without being too direct.
0: All right, and nice. She- even more mischievous, I got to say. She dove right even more in. devious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you doing, man?
3: I am well. I am well. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on this second draft of... The forecast. Oh, my pleasure!
3: It's great to be here.
0: It's great to have you. Uh, so Eli is here to talk with us about, and you know, Jared and I, you know, are here as well. You know, we're all going to talk about it. But Eli had this this concept for uh, a day in the life of a devolver.
3: Yes. Well, I pitched it a week in the life because if I just do a day, it's going to be awfully boring.
0: Yeah, not <laughs> not as much. All right, a week in the, the just- life. That's that's good too. I was kinda of worried. I was like, shit, I don't know if I have a consistent daily schedule I can talk about. Yeah, I was no, like my daily a... schedule, I'm like, well I have coffee and then I jerk off and then I take a shower
1: and then I jerk off <laughs> again and then I have breakfast and then I answer an email and then I was <laughs> like, This is that is that what we want?
3: <laughs> and I have well, some it's days too where late I...
0: now because that's what we've got.
1: I
3: have some days where I just work on one bug the whole day and get nothing done. So you have to do the, the whole week
0: So for anyone who doesn't know Eli is our Websmith primary let's you primary that's that's pretty much your primary thing right Being the Websmith Yes what, Do you prefer Websmith or Webrite?
3: I think my Twitter says web uh, website maker website maker All very, right very all generic right. yes nice
0: yeah, uh, yeah but I, Eli makes all of the fantastic websites. Uh, not only the Devolver site, but the sites for all of our games.
3: Yes, I do like the the marketing sites. Well, the yeah. Echo and Lilac, they do the some of the internal stuff and some of the, the beta squadron and things like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, I mean, if you want to see Eli's work, you can look at the website for any of our games from the past. What four years? Five? Four yeah, five years? Yeah, about three years,
3: maybe. My first one was Ape Out.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. I think that's longer than three years, Eli. Really? It's 2022. It's. Oh,
3: boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was when did that come out? 87.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> so. <all day. laughs> it's been a while.
0: Sure, feels like. It. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, let's start uh, talking about a week in the life
3: of Devolver. Yes, I, I made, I got notes ready and everything. Nice. So I can. And yeah, my, my morning is not too far from what Jared just said. But, <laughs> but a, bit more, a bit more wholesome, I guess.
0: Sure, no coffee. Get yeah, tea no instead co- of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no drugs like
2: that. <laughs>
3: but yeah, basically I have um, my Monday. I, I wake up in the morning around 8 usually to my cat, my two cats that are usually crying crying and Climbing on uh, our heads and just nice. making a little ruckus. And I'll, I'll get up and feed them and make some coffee and have some breakfast and have a shower. And that's a, a very quick morning. Mm-hmm. And then I head off to my desk that I'm renting right now. Which oh, is, you go
0: like to do a WeWork thing?
3: Yeah, kind of. But it's like yeah. a kind of a private company that I'm renting a little desk from them. Cool. And it's like 50 meters away from my from where I live. Oh, so yes. I, I just walked there with my my ceramic mug and it takes it takes less than 2 minutes to get to my desk. That's pretty nice cool. though. I mean, yes. you got that
0: you still got that separation.
3: Yeah, exactly. After 2 years of of COVID and and staying in the same apartment 24/7, it was it was getting a bit. I was I was noticing that I was getting pretty weird. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> Losing track of how to communicate to people and, and stuff like that. So yeah. I like, okay. I need to get out there a bit more and stop just talking to my cats and my, my partner. <laughs> and so, yeah, I found a, a great setup. It's, I can come here whenever I want. and I've got my computer and everything set up here. It's great. Nice. And so, yeah, I'll come in and plop myself down and start hammering at the keyboard. And then, we've, then
0: we've got our Monday meeting, or how? what time of day is the Monday meeting for you?
3: The Monday meeting is at noon for me, so that's oh. that's perfect. I can come in and work for a few hours, and then I'll head back to my apartment. Mm. And I'll do the meeting there so I'm not distracting other people, and it's it's quiet. And it's at noon, that's too, so I can just go to lunch nice. right after.
0: Yeah. So that's our Monday marketing meeting. We at Devolver... Have a Monday marketing meeting, get our week started off right, everybody checking in with each other on what we need to do, what we've got coming up and stuff like that and what we've been doing.
3: Yeah, basically there's usually an agenda set and we look at the upcoming releases and talk about what needs to be done for each of them. And yeah, this last week we talked about some of the events that some of you are going to. Mm -hmm. And then some of the, I think Steam Next Fest was in the last meeting, little things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and and then yeah i'll have lunch right after that uh usually just leftovers pretty nice and cheap and then i'll head back to the office for a bit and work for another hour or two and then i have my engineering meeting which is with vieco and lilac and sometimes john Barkey. oh nice yeah it's fun we're we're an actual team now it's it feels like (laughs) <laughs> We're not just in our hole, just doing our own thing. <laughs> That's nice. I yeah, didn't know cool. y'all had an engineering meeting. Yeah, it's fairly new. I think once Lilac joined the team a few months ago, we started doing it.
0: That's great.
3: Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to share my work with people that understand a bit more behind the scenes what's what's going on, and I can talk about the bugs, and I can talk about the challenges and things like that, Yeah. instead of just giving you all the, the URL and hoping it turns out all right.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you, they. I mean, it almost always does. I mean, I can't remember it ever not turning out. But yeah, I mean, the rest of marketing, when we, you know, we'll have our meeting and sometimes you'll we'll be like, all right, the new website's coming along and we all look at it. And it's just, they're all so different and they're all so amazing. <laughs> so that's got to be cool for you to More be able thinking. to talk about the magic behind it to people who, who comprehend it, other than, wow, <laughs> it,
3: it moves when I scroll. Good job. <laughs> well, yeah, it usually turns out pretty good, but some game devs are, I don't know, they have a vision for their game and, and the website should match that vision and mm-hmm. it can be pretty tricky. Um, like I'm working on the Call of the Lamb website right now yeah. and this I've spent countless hours on this. I've tried it a few times. It's usually me that, that looks at it and it's like, oh, it's like I'll come back a few days later and look at it and it's just, oh, this is, this is not very good actually. <laughs> I'll <laughs> you know, Just scrap it and start another idea. And I, with Cult of the Lamb, like, I adore this game. I really want to do something cool for it. So it's been, it's been a, a lots well, of hard work. But I, I think I finally have something that's coming together nicely.
0: Yeah, like people log in or like open up the website and immediately are offered the opportunity to send their money and their personal information to the Cult of the Lamb team and really sign up for the cult and. Yes, kind of exactly. Like sign up ten other people for the website. Get like a yeah, mar- multi-level marketing.
3: Exactly. You can volunteer to go to people's houses and knock on their door and get them to join the call to buy the game. It's great. Yeah. And okay, I'm still looking at my notes for Monday. The last thing I did on Monday was I played an unannounced game. That will be my next project. Nice. How was the unannounced game? It was really cool. <laughs> Can't really talk too much about it, but yeah, it was, it, it worked. It flowed. It, was, yes. it felt good. That's that's hard to do. Nice. Um, yeah, because I had a meeting on Tuesday, Tuesday morning for that game. And I wanted to not just appear or show up at the meeting completely unready and, and without playing the game. So I had to. I had to play the game a bit, yeah. Which is a burden we all have at Devolver. We have to we have to play some of these games.
0: <laughs> Hard times.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it can be a burden Thanks. though. Don't understate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. <laughs> I mean, it, it can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I had a friend asking me like how many how many games do you do you beat like how many Devolver games do you beat and the answer is not many. Like yeah, I never beat Inscription. But I played the first part of it, maybe 15 times. Yeah. Like I really wanted to capture that part for the website. So I just kept playing that. And at a certain point, you're just like, oh, I need a break from this game. <laughs> Too
0: spooky. <laughs> yeah. I am in a
1: similar boat. Uh, oh, OK. I was just going to say, Go I'm ahead. in a similar boat where I also don't finish mini Devolver games because by the time I'm playing through and working on them like when they come out I'm like usually moving on to something else and I very mm-hmm. rarely find it in my free time that I want to go back to a Devolver game uh, I think Inscription yeah. though was like the first one in a long time that I actually like just in my free time said I want to see this through to the end because I thought it was great
3: yeah Yeah. Anyway, do you find the games feel like like work to? or are they are you not able to separate the two? Like I, I'm I struggle to put into words how I feel about these.
1: Um I I I think I can because usually if I'm playing a devolver game it's for a specific reason, you know? Like if I'm mm. if I'm just capturing footage for, you know, some B roll then I'm just playing through certain and and like playing it in a certain way to try and make it where oh I'm doing cool things or More so than not, when I'm doing age rating stuff, I am just plowing through the game at the quickest pace I can to find certain things that I see in the script and to capture certain things. Um, So I, you know, sometimes we'll have cheats enabled if the build allows it so I can just bypass everything because I'm just trying to hunt all of that. So I'm not really playing the game normally. Uh, So whenever it's, you know, I'm not doing that and I am playing the game normally and then it's more so yeah this is this does not feel like work because i'm I'm playing this without an ulterior motive if that makes sense
3: mm-hmm. right i want to try getting a, a steam deck and see if that changes it <laughs> to like, like the context would be different like i'm not at my work computer or something yeah like.
0: Anna does a really good job of of that. She um, makes a point of only doing work stuff on her PC and then going and playing games for fun on console and makes a very Mm. clear distinction between the two.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I can't really play PC games anymore. It's just console games for
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's a bit of a thing where the computer becomes a place for work. But also, like, playing games nowadays... Well, man... I mean, for me, there's a couple of things like one is that like with inscription, like I beat it before it was done. So I got too close to the ending and it was like, oh, there's no ending here yet. So <laughs> come back later. And I was like, uh, uh. yeah, that and takes the so punch out of it. Yeah. So it was hard for me to like go back and do it again because it was such just a. God, it was such a ride. Like, it was just such a wonderful experience. Like, once I got through the first section of that game, I beat the rest of it in a night. Okay. Like, I just dove in and just dug through it uh, and had a lot of fun with it. Um, but also, I think, like, playing games for work, there can be this kind of this this feeling that makes it less fun and recreational, just because, like, it's like the difference between renting a house and owning a house. Like, if you own a house, like, if you rent a house, you own a house, you know, you've got, there's some weird thing about the house. If you rent it, that's fine, whatever, it's a weird house I live in. If it's if you own it, you have to have an opinion on that. Like, suddenly you're like, that thing's a weird thing. Do I want that weird thing? Do I want to keep that weird thing? Like, how do I feel about that weird thing? And it's all these tiny little opinions. So when we're playing a game that we're, or at least for me, you know, when we're playing a game that's up and coming, that, you know, is one of ours, there's so many things where, like, you know, it's like, how do I feel about this? What do we do about this? Do I, you know, do I say something to someone about this you know, this feature of the game and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So it feels like that that critical mindset, or like how do we sell this? You know, how do I how do I communicate this to people? Um And we just have so many games nowadays, too. Yeah. Like I feel like it used to be a thing where yeah, I can I can play through all of our devolver games. We've only got three or four. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just like we've <laughs> got three or four every quarter um, you know it's just
3: i like the the rent versus own analogy just like my old apartment had cracks everywhere and i did not yeah. care and then my <laughs> yep. the current apartment that i own it's i saw one crack and i was like oh we gotta fix this we gotta i hope the foundation's not breaking oh no what's happening <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> i gotta look uh-huh. into this <laughs> yeah
0: um I mean, Mondays, you know, if, if we're still talking about a Weekend Evolver, for me, Monday starts with the marketing meeting. It's 9 in the morning for me, so it's usually, you know, one of the first things I do in the day. If I do a good job of getting up, like if I didn't stay up the night before, I get a good breakfast uh, and maybe even get a good walk in before, before the meeting. But it's kind of a thing where I can't get too into anything because that meeting is, it's not like the first thing, but it's pretty close to the first thing in the day. Right, um, so you're not going
3: to start a, a big task before that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I, I, I very much envy you being able to, like, have tasks and do them and complete them before, you know, the check-in. But also for me, I mean, it probably works better the way it is for me being at 9 in the morning because those marketing meetings and our, our weekly meeting are have been just really helpful for me. Like, working from home has never been a strength. I'm very much, I mean, you know, I spent 10 years in the service industry, and I was really good at that because my ADHD, autism, undiagnosed brain, whatever, but I'm really good when I'm in an environment and I can see tasks and I can keep a timer in my head of like, oh, it's been a while since I've gone and checked on this. And that helps me a lot, it shows. You know, when we're on a show floor, if we've got a couple different booths, you know, I can keep an eye on things, I can make sure things are working, and then I can go to, I'm like, oh, it's been like, you know, a while since I've checked on this booth, let's see how they're doing. so that's like a that's just where my brain feels really good. So working from home is is a lot harder for me, um, and having those weekly, having that that Monday morning marketing meeting makes a big difference because I get to check in, I get to see what's coming up, I get to talk about what projects you know I need to be focusing on for that week, you know, and get to learn about what's you know. Uh, so yeah, that that really helps ground me. And then you know once that meeting's done, I kind of look through my because I usually like I start my day and I make like a little objectives list. I have like a notepad and actually that started in 2020 and I'm really happy about that. I I hadn't been able to maintain that sort of thing before, Uh, but I've got like my objectives list and I like write them out and then I just checklist my way through that. And usually Monday I make my checklist and the rest of my week is, you know, finding time to like work through the different items on that list.
3: Yeah, that's, that's kind of what our engineering meeting is too. It's like, what did you accomplish last week? Yeah. And what are your goals for the upcoming week? Nice. It's, it's just great to talk to people, too.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jared just does his, his arm exercises. on <laughs> uh, What is your Monday, Jared? <laughs> arm exercises, yeah. Well, the, on, the only <laughs> um,
1: recurring meeting that I have at Devolver is the one on Wednesday that we're all at. Yeah, I don't have like a more yeah. specialized apartment thing, so. Um, but that is kind of nice since that's in the middle of the week. It kind of gives perspective, because uh, that that's one thing working mm-hmm. from home can kind of do, that kind of fucks with your brain a little bit. Is you think, well, what day is it? What's going on? Time feels weird. <laughs> so to have yeah. something that is a clear, this is the middle. Um, I found helpful, but I don't know. I think, uh, unlike J.M., I kind of. I'm a lot more comfortable working from home and kind of always have been, Uh, I do sometimes get overwhelmed with different projects, but have been able to kind of prioritize things. And so my day-to-day almost kind of greatly varies based on what current project is going on, Um, Mm -hmm. because aside from Zach Huntley, who does the age ratings in Asia, uh, I do all of the territories for the games. So it just
3: okay. So ESRB and Peggy
1: ESRB Peggy USK ACB, um, which is Australia, and and if it gets a restricted rating in Australia, then I have to do a separate one for New Zealand, Um, and then Mm. sometimes we do the Saudi Arabia ratings board, which I can't remember their name because they're brand new, Um, and I think that's all of them. Um, but anyway, so. If we have a game and it's if it's a newer game or sometimes you know something we're doing with SRG or it's an older game that they want to get, uh, you know, a physical release for, then I have to start that process and that usually just between everything takes a couple of days, like for one game, to get them out to all of those different platforms. Yeah. Uh, so it, it I don't know it's it's hard for me to say like what I do day to day because it it'll drastically vary based on Different projects. So like a, a few weeks ago, I got hit with a like four or five games at once, so it was just kind of trying to tackle them all. Right now, I'm luckily only got two in the works. So, <laughs> uh, and then a, aside from that, I kind of work with Jr. doing uh, like storefront setup, primarily on the Xbox Store, uh, and that kind of just comes with whenever he has either assets or things that need to be staged or need to be set up, he'll say, "Oh, hey, can you do this?" And if I'm actively not engaged in something, I'll usually do it right then and there. But if I'm not, I'll say, okay, uh, I can get this to you tomorrow or something like that. So just sort of being on call. And I don't know, I kind of got comfortable with that work from home style where I can look at projects and say, this is roughly how long this is going to take me. I can allocate that time or being okay with somebody just kind of emailing me Saying, hey, I need this now. And I'm like, okay, I can either do that right now or say, well, you're going to get it in four hours. <laughs> and that's that. But So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't do a very specific day to day, but that's overall what it usually looks like for me. Yeah. In in between lots of coffee and savagely masturbating, <laughs> of course.
3: <laughs> yeah, you got to set your priorities. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i do make a point though at uh, like you know around like 12 30 or 1 no matter what's going on uh, to like get away from the computer and go have lunch whether i just make something like nice. or go somewhere it's like just get away from the computer stop looking at the fucking computer for like 30 minutes or an hour you know uh yeah i try to do that every day go to the tv well, <laughs> so, uh, right. sometimes I do, but I, I I try not to. That's the thing. I'm like I get away for like you know, give your eyes a break, um, at least once in the middle of the day,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Very smart. What about Tuesday, Eli?
3: Okay, my Tuesday, I sent the Cult of the Lamb website out to the Massive Monster team to get uh, feedback for, from them. Yeah. Like I'm working on an update, it's got some new sections. And I sent it to them because they're based in the UK and Australia. So I want to do that early in the morning to hopefully catch them. And they both sent some very good feedback. Well, not both, there's a bunch of them, but two of them sent it to yeah. Good feedback. And But Tuesday I had set that aside to work on the devolverdigital.com website which internally we call it the Mothership. It's <laughs> kind of the, the main site that rules the yeah. mana. And yeah, we just had some build errors going on. and I wanted to update the all the plugins we use so that it's, it's optimal. And yeah, a few, few things I wanted to clean up and, and look into. Yeah. And that was most of my day. It was that kind of stuff I find very mentally draining going through the code and trying to fix it here which breaks it somewhere else and it's it's, it can be an exhausting day so i i kind of i have to set a whole day aside for that focus on that.
0: Is tuesday generally a buckle down day
3: no it it changes all the time sure i could have a deadline coming up and it'll be two weeks of just one site but that's why this day felt right so I, i took it over thanks And then, yeah, I pretty much did that all day. And at the end of the day, I, I played some calls of the land. One of the feedback items was to, I should use the buttons from one screen instead of where I was using them. So I wanted to go see them in context, but I I ended up playing for like 45 minutes or an hour (laughs) Oh yeah, did some fishing and i beat another dungeon. Nice. (laughs) So that was my Tuesday. Nice. For me
0: Tuesdays are the recording of the forecast, usually.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel very bad saying that the only structured thing I had in my life was the Wednesday meetings, not forgetting that we record this every single week at a (laughs)
0: specific time. (laughs) That's all right. Um, You meant the only important thing. No, (laughs) no,
1: no, 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 no. Well, okay, to be fair, (laughs) we sometimes move these around based on the guests or what's going on. Um, It's true. But that, I actually have been very grateful, like, since coming on, that this has been another thing, Um, because I don't do as many meetings as a lot of the other people do that are regular, and so I do appreciate some structure, Uh, so this has been nice, where it's like, oh yeah, Tuesday afternoons, um, because it's at, like, 1230 for me, so it's, you know, eat lunch, and then record for, you know, an hour-ish, and that's, you know, that's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like having these. I, I, uh, I think I posted it in the Slack, but I'll say it here, too. I really appreciate Robbie making this forecast happen. It was his idea. Um, and, uh, you know, this has been you know incredible to have back in 2020. But it's it's still been really nice to have. I feel like I haven't done as well as he did uh, on keeping the structure up. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. He he brought a lot to it. And I, you know, it's it's like, oh, God. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And also like just, I mean, getting to hang out with Robbie and then getting to hang out with Jared now and getting to like chat with folks and bring them on to like talk about stuff. And I feel like everybody, I feel like whenever we have a guest, they have a good time. I hope
2: so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
3: I, I, I listen to every episode. I I thoroughly enjoy it with Robbie or with Jared. (laughs) I, but my my favorite episodes are the ones with the Devolver employees or the, the game devs and getting to know them yeah. a bit more because it's it's often my only chance to really hear what their their stories are and all that. Yeah,
0: yeah. We really need to we need to get more people on. There's still quite a few people we haven't had that that we really should get on. Mark, Marcus, Sarah, Tana, Sippy. Uh, I'd still love to have Harry on just to kind of talk about the zeitgeist isn't the word but the devolver zeitgeist like the devolver mindset and how it's always been you know um yeah that would because be i mean so good. you know <laughs> yeah because you know you know harry handles contracts and stuff like that but it's and i really would love for it to have him like talk about that stuff too for like indie devs to learn like what to look out for in contracts because you know devolver we have like a really you know it's funny how many publishing companies have come out and like like, since, like, Devolver's been in existence, you know, over 10 years now, what, 12? No, oh God, oh, God, no, it was, it was 10 in 2019, so 11, 12, 13 years now. Uh, and we've always, you know, it, you know, even before my time, it's always been the mindset, you know, and the, the structure that developers retain the rights to their intellectual property. So if you don't want to work with Devolver anymore, you want to keep making these games, you want to make, you know, want to make new games with someone else with your IP, that's yours, or you want to do it by yourself, that's yours, and I think that's, you know, great and there's other, you know, facets as well and our mindset has always been about taking care of the people that we work with. And it's just so funny cuz all these, these these publishers will come out and be like, "We're doing this new thing. We're 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 a game changer. You know, we're allowing our uh, you know, our signees to retain their intellectual property rights." <laughs> it's just funny. He's like, "Oh, we we just do that. Just we've just been doing that." Um,
3: yeah, and you you brought it up a bit in the yesterday's episode. You talked the about episode. Nigel's uh, GDC talk you don't need a oh, fucking yeah. publisher.
0: Yeah, that's classic. Everybody should watch that. Yeah, unless they don't like swear words.
3: <laughs> Does he swear? <laughs>
0: Oh, he swears constantly. Like, it's so good. He apologizes, too. He's like, I'm sorry. I fucking swear all the time. Because he does. He, you know, he just. He's just. Uh, yeah. 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 And there's, there's so many things, you know, like the people we haven't had on. You know, I want to just learn about them and their origins. But then also, you know, and how they came to be here. But also, like, you know, I think we, it would be great to start having people on to start doing, like, deep dives into, like, you know things that could be important for fledgling developers uh, or even you know small indie publishers you know tips you know that we can share and, and help bring more information to people i think that would be valuable for a lot of folks
2: yeah definitely
1: i think any kind of a entertainment industry right has that enigma so like you have the, these people who you know maybe want to be developers and they're looking at, you know, okay, well, how do you do level design and what's what's good game design or art like looking at that kind of stuff. But then something, you know, you're like, "Oh, contracts, IP rights." They're like, "What what does that even mean?" Like, you know, like that kind of being a yeah. uh, you know, an enigma. I think, you know, like a you know, somebody making a movie or like wants to be a filmmaker, they can learn different camera techniques and and things like that, but then you're like, "Well, you're like, what do you mean distribution is different than, (laughs) you know, like production? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? And so there's a lot of that side that I think people just, you know, they get kind of caught up in the aspects that they're very interested in, which is cool because then they're learning Mm -hmm. a lot, but there's just so much that goes on that you would have no idea, you know? So it, I I do think kind of more of a back-end kind of, like, like, like a, what's the word, like, you know, pulling back the green curtains kind of thing. Behind like, the curtain, yeah. yeah. like saying, oh, hey, this is a little bit of how the sausage is made, and hopefully that can kind of help mm-hmm. you. And yeah. hope you, you know, like not get taken advantage of, because unfortunately a lot of those people can be kind of predatory and prey upon younger developers or younger creators who don't, who they know don't know any better. Yeah. You know, they say, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. they want to they publish our game, and our game's going to be on... It's gonna be on Xbox and that's amazing and then you know, like because that's all I see, they don't look back and like, oh yeah, like you actually really did something horrible here, but you know, they I don't know. You <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately oh, that happened. We've lost you
0: know? all our rights to everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and they're they're remaking it as a, a free to play battle wait, we don't get any input anymore? Yep, yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. that'd be valuable
3: yeah yeah there's tons of stuff that like it's a big reason why devolver exists is because they're good at doing the stuff that the indie devs don't want to do like they want to code their games and yeah. let like, someone else take care of it all
0: yeah uh, I mean the, and you know the, yeah the oh marketplace is so wild right now you know we've got steam we've got you know you Twitter, you've got influencers you've got all these different angles that you have to market things from, but then there's you know Back end on Steam, back end on all of the the different platforms, GOG, itch, you know, all this, all this different stuff, uh, and the consoles. Holy cow, the consoles! Um, so yeah, it's all it's all very complicated, and and I can see somebody being like, I want to make a game, or you know, like I mean, anywhere, like Jared was saying, like make a film, or like I'm an actor, like I want to act, but like, like how do I sell myself? How do I get it out there? There's so many good games that like nobody hears about because. You know, there's no marketing for them it doesn't exist and there's just you know it's a <laughs> what's saturated a PR marketing. team what, what? <laughs> what's a PR I mean but really like what is a PR team and how does exactly, that exactly though you yeah. have Sarah and Robbie to talk about marketing beats because that stuff's almost you know an enigma to me uh, you know how do you pace information out how do you keep people interested like there's a there's you know it's you know it's one of those sciences that might be more art than science but there's a science to that. I, um, you know, when I was learning a lot about
1: film stuff, I remember one of the biggest mistakes people would say when you're making your first feature film is that you spend all of your budget on making the movie because then it's done (laughs) and you're like, well, how much money are you going to spend to market it or, you know, put it in a festival or something like that? Like, oh, like, yeah, you, you made it, but then what now? Um, And, like, a lot of people, like, sometimes if I talk to people, you know, maybe people, more so people outside of the games industry, but I say that I work for a publisher, they're like, well, what does that mean? And uh, I think we all have kind of done this, where we say, oh, it's like what a record label is to bands, you know, that's kind of a, a similar equivalent. And it's, you know, the exact same thing, right? Like, a musician could be very, very skilled, and they write a song, and they have all of this, and they record the song but then what do you do You're like well i could put this on youtube for free but how's anybody going to listen to <laughs> yeah. it or like, it's like no you you know you kind of need some help and there's this back end that exists that you might not really know about or know the even if you know about it like how well, how does it actually work yeah you know you look up a website for Who's a this? game somebody built that fucking website <laughs> like <laughs> there's somebody whose job is to make it look exactly that way. And, you you know, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously somebody made that. But that might be something that goes over your head. of Like, oh, there's a guy who works in video games, and that's what he does. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's their job at this company. And it's not something that, you know, you might think about.
0: Yeah. I mean, we should also have Eli, you know, specifically come on to talk about... What, how, how to communicate effectively through a website while also bringing that website aspects of the of what it's you know demonstrating in our case, like different games. And every one of these websites that Eli makes is fantastic and different. Like every one of them is tailored to the game.
3: I don't, I don't okay. think I'd have him on. I, I heard he's kind of an asshole.
0: He <laughs> don't trust him if there's uh, a spoonful of cheese around. <laughs> but
2: otherwise a spoonful seems, of he cheese helps okay. the
0: medicine go down <laughs> <laughs> the medicine being my lactate <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: but you know like like seriously though on that kind of regard like even if you are a complete indie dev self-published you know you don't want to deal with any of that like well you know you need a website for your game so people can look up information. You're like, oh, how do you do that without it looking... You know, you don't want it, people to go to the website and say, oh, this was clearly made in like a trial version of Squarespace or something, and it looks like absolute shit. They're <laughs> like, no, you want to make a good first impression, and you think, yeah, there are people who do that stuff. I, yeah. yeah. I think with any kind well, of... Well, even if someone could make... Mm, I, I was going to say, with any kind uh, of creative thing, whether you're making games, you're making music, whatever... You know a huge part of it is to acknowledge and come to terms with the things you do not know how to do and there's yeah. no there's nothing wrong with that but what you need to do is find the people who do know how to do that and have them help you it's all a collaborative yeah. thing even games made by a single person it's like they made all the art they wrote the story they did all the music that's amazing they did not do the fucking marketing for their game. <laughs> they did not well, port I mean, the game, and, you know, like...
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even just, like, the ability to do it. Maybe somebody can do all those things. Maybe somebody's, like, you know, full-on polymath and can do all those things. But there's also just time and energy. Like, those are real resources. That, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it, it, the time that you're spending, the time that someone, you know, a developer is spending making a website, worrying about marketing... You know, doing public relations and stuff like that is time not spent on the game. Now, a lot of you know indie studios are now adding people, you know, onto their teams that might do these things, and you can contract out and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's just—it's a finite resource, and you know, you should really be focusing on the art, the game, because that's you know, ultimately, you know, all this other stuff is great, but ultimately, it does come down to the game.
3: Well, this segues well into another little side role I have at Devolver. And that's kind of maintaining the, the pitch.devolverdigital.com website oh, where yeah. people will go and they'll pitch their, their games to that. And I've kind of taken on the role of being a bit of a filter between that yeah. and and some of the people at Devolver that, that will greenlight these games. So I'll spend uh, usually right before lunch and right at the end of the day, I'll, I'll go through some of the submissions and see if they look like, they hit a a quality mark or if they look interesting enough and then I'll I'll post them into a channel and see if anyone's interested. And that's been kind of a a fun little side gig I have because it's kind of, it's not coding, so I get a little break from that. It's fun to see all the submissions.
0: How many submissions do we get?
3: Um, Through the site there's a few a day, maybe three to five per day. That's a lot, and but I think like we don't even advertise the, the pitch website. It's yeah. it's in some Google uh, document somewhere. That indie devs look at, so I think a lot of people will just contact uh, Nigel or something like that as well. Yeah. So Devolver gets a ton. And I I make sure to to reply to a lot of them. Good. If They put some effort into putting together a nice submission. Yeah, I try to say them a polite no, thank you, or we're not a good fit.
0: <laughs> Using those Canadian powers of politeness, you don't do the the sub pop like dear loser <laughs> letter. Oh, <Jesus>. oh boy! <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> brutal. That's what they used to
1: do. Yeah, like when they would reject a thing, they would have this big letter, and it started "Dear Loser," and just would like go on this tirade of like this is completely worth this and not worth our time. And how could you ever think to send this to us? (laughs) It's like sincerely sub pop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brutal.
1: That's why a lot of their branding is like, you know, you see like, like loser, like loser shirts or they, when, when they initially started, they kind of were making fun of the record collectors kind of people. So they do like limited editions and that was called the losers club so you'd get like I'm like, oh, part of the losers club I can get the loser edition so it was all tongue in cheek but yeah all it was right. It was okay. definitely their reject letter was I think to the unsuspecting person probably a big slap to the ego
0: yeah that would hurt that would mm-hmm. hurt I'll
3: try it out <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey maybe it's what they need they're like yeah, hey you know what fuck good. this guy I'm gonna make the best goddamn game
2: <laughs> yeah maybe yeah <laughs>
0: So we're, we're 52 minutes into our hour long episode, uh, or something like that. And we've gotten through Tuesday.
3: <laughs> well, I, we're, well, we're Thursday right now.
0: And did we do, did we skip Wednesday?
3: Well, Wednesday, I didn't have much. I had the, the okay. all hands meeting that we had discussed yeah. a bit already. And yeah. in my notes as well, I had the, that I go through some of the pitches. Yeah. I had placed that for Wednesday as a, a thing I do. Nice. Um, And then, yeah, Thursday, which is today, I worked on the Cult of the Lamb website. Mm -hmm. Um, I accidentally played more Cult of the Lamb. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started recording a podcast.
0: Oh, good. How's that going?
3: It's going okay.
0: Good, good. It's a little loaded, okay? (laughs)
2: Damn. (laughs) (laughs)
3: You know, the, the guest is, is not good, but the hosts are very endearing. Aww.
0: <laughs> Nothing but fluff from the hosts, though. Guests got the real substance. That's where the good stuff is. <laughs> it's good fluff. It did, it did what about Friday? A you keep busy college, Friday? Like... God damn it, Jared. I was a fluffer in Fallout 2. <laughs> Fucking so love that you
1: could be a in that, that just, I love that shit,
2: too. <laughs> so funny. It's like, what?
1: The uh, um, You know, like, this, the, the perk any... like, icons that all have Vault Boy? My favorite one was when you became the porn star. And it's just the Vault Boy with his oh, big God. hairy chest and, like, three girls, like, kneeled around him. <laughs> like, that was beautiful. Anyway, sorry, sidetracks. Side tracks. Uh, back to the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's in Fallout Two. Fallout Two, yeah, yeah. Oh. Fallout Two. There's uh, what town is New, it? There's New one Reno. Of the towns. It's like, yeah, it's New Reno. I was gonna say it's one of the crime yeah, towns. Yeah, you could become a prostitute. Uh, and there's like a porn industry. Porn star, yeah. Yeah, if you don't if you have enough charisma or whatever, you can be a porn star. If you don't have enough charisma, you become a fluffer. Well, you have to you have enough charisma.
1: This is the this is what I thought was hilarious. You need enough charisma to get into the industry. You needed enough yeah. endurance to become the porn star. Yeah.
2: That's
0: fantastic.
1: I'm like, you know what? I guess that's true. You would need a lot of endurance. <laughs>
0: sure. Sure. Yeah. Huh such a good
3: game. You don't see that in games anymore. <laughs> no, you you nope. don't. There's not, a,
0: there's not a lot of that. <laughs> but, I mean, it was funny, but, I mean, it was, you know, it made sense. Like, it's it's not a thing that doesn't exist in the world. Well, and you know what? what's
1: really yeah. funny about it, too, because in the universe of, God damn it, here I go again. Um, in, the, <laughs> in the universe of Fallout, right, like, there are, the, one of the things past war that exists are, like, the audio logs, the holotapes, That's why, like, those radio Mm. shows and and messages recorded that way exists. And the Mm. guy who runs the porn industry is uh, the person who owns the last working video cassette recorder.
3: So, of
1: course, he runs a porn business. (laughs) Because if there's only one video camera left in the world, what else is it going to be used for? (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's like that South Park episode When they only have internet in one spot <laughs> In all, all the world
0: <laughs> That was a spooky
1: ghost It's an <laughs> <a> ectoplasm
0: <laughs> okay. uh, Do you keep a busy Friday, Eli?
3: Uh, generally, yeah Like, like yeah. you said earlier, like all the days kind of merge into one it's, not, yeah. it's hard to know what day of the week it is really but yeah, my Friday, I'm going to keep working on the Cult of the Land website and hopefully send that to the game devs on on Monday, get more feedback. Um, and then for this unannounced game, I'm going to go through the, the source code, which I now have access to. And uh, I'm going to try to put together a 3D website for this, and it's going to be a good fit. Holy shit. Yeah. That's it's so something cool. I
0: forgot I, that you do that.
3: I learned it over Christmas. I took a little course. And yeah. it's pretty wild. it's it's not easy. I don't know how these game devs do it. everything in 3d it's it's a lot harder than making a website. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy I get to be in the video game industry without actually having to make these complicated games. <laughs> it's so hard.
0: It <laughs> makes it pretty complicated websites. I mean they they almost seem... I mean, they seem pretty parallel from my perspective.
3: Yeah, but I can just copy and paste stuff from the source code, so it helps a lot.
0: I think a lot of game developers probably do the
1: exact same thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> from each other?
1: Yeah, copy mm-hmm. and paste mm-hmm. in the source code. <laughs> They're copying from websites. I guess that's fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, A lot of the code here is from Twitter. <laughs>
1: so i have a question then so we we hit friday but like um one of the one of the things you know with like a a looser schedule or people working from home right is that it's kind of we we sort of have unspoken weekends right like (laughs) there's no official hours we don't clock in we don't clock out but it's just sort of a a thing you know amongst everybody that yeah like it's the weekend we don't work um yeah, but that's not necessarily official. Yeah. So like sometimes I find myself doing work on the weekends if, if things happen here or there. So do you find yourself working weekends much or and if so, like, is that just because you're like, man, I, I got to really sit down and do this or because you put something off or, or anything like that?
3: It it depends heavily on the time of year, like right before the Devolver Direct. Mm-hmm. That's that's easily the busiest time of the year for I like think for most of the marketing team. Yeah. But for websites especially, like there's I like think we launch usually at least three or four websites every year during that period. And then they'll Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say for like for games and then also for the event itself. Yeah.
3: So yeah, yes. if does a couple, I'll do a couple. We have another guy helping us named Jesse. He did a couple of this last time. Nice. Um so it gets very busy that time. And then right around now, like it's, it's kind of good. We have like a, a website I can have maybe a month or a month and a half to work on it so I can do some, some cool stuff. I don't have to rush through it. And then around Christmas, that's when I did the tentacular website last year. And I got like two, two months to work on it, almost three months. And that's when I learned how to do 3d and I, I really took my time and learned new things. So, nice. and I took weekends off, which is which was the question. Mm-hmm. But yeah, before the Devolver Direct, I I work most weekends, and then after that, I will take a, a few days off on Fridays and stuff like that. Like it,
2: yeah. it all evens out. That's good.
3: I think Kurt has it even worse. Like before the Devolver Direct, he'll work like two months straight without sleeping, or seeing his family, <laughs> and then he'll He's just take make a million fucking trailers, <laughs> and then he'll just take July off and. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> which he, he deserves. Yeah. But it's it's the same thing for during the day. Like I'll work in the morning and then I'll I'll take a, a longer lunch than, than people that work in offices have. And yeah. then I'll I'll work after that. And I'll work a bit later than maybe some people in offices. And yeah. I notice as well with people in different time zones, like I might get a message from someone that 10 p.m. because they're in australia or something oh, yeah because yeah. i want to keep the discussion going I'll, I'll respond and i'll make sure that i'm, I'm kind of always available but i can judge when something's important and when it's not as well
0: yeah and that's the, the we have a lot of freedom but there's also this this kind of always being like you 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 might you you're kind of always a little bit on call just a yeah. little bit i mean not that anybody makes unreasonable requests you know it's not like hey here's a random thing do it now but you know sometimes things do come up and need to be handled quickly
1: yeah,
3: that's yeah. for
0: sure we have a lot of freedom and flexibility but yeah also our weekends are not always our yeah. own or the evenings you know yeah so yeah it's good though it's a good it's a good thing for me like when i have a big project like the uh the, the holiday special or the Fall Guys thing or uh, Legends of the Phantom Abyss and stuff like that. My weeks, my time gets very full during those, like putting stuff together and, you know, arranging things and, and making sure that they work and brainstorming and writing and, and stuff like that. So those are those are stressful times for me, but they feel good.
3: Like and you work hard at those events that. as well. Like that's it's got to be very draining.
0: Oh. <sighs> see what's funny about events for me is that they are they're they're tiring i suppose but they are vitalizing for me Mm -hmm. and like this time that we've spent without being able to go to shows has been really hard it's been like i said a lot of structure came in with covid like for our work from home like a lot more meetings and a lot more regular structured stuff that we all got to participate in um so that was really helpful but like for me like really going to an event just feels substantial you know i go and we set up the booth and we plug in a bunch of computers and we set things up and we make sure that the sound is good and we make sure that everything works and and then we greet people and we we interact with people and for me that actually gives me energy like like streaming and doing stuff into a camera that that drains me that makes me feel tired and alone um because, you know, I, I've got the wrong kind of narcissism, I think is what I say, for streaming. Because um, people people watching is cool, but it's, just, it's, it's often just a number. And there's a few people that chat, which is great. I mean, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy streaming for people. I enjoy entertaining people. But there's just a big difference between that and, like, being snarky with people that come up to the booth and helping them have a good time and get that Devolver vibe. But, you know, still showing off the games and making sure that, you know, everything comes across. And that... I don't know. Human interaction is, is vital. And also as a function, it's not like a party. Like if I'm somewhere as myself, that can be stressful and anxiety inducing. But if I'm there on the job, if I'm there for a purpose, again, it's like waiting tables. It's like, it's like a, it's a service industry thing. The shows like, I don't know. It feels good. It feels like a fit, uh, for me at least. Right. Uh, Plus you get to dress up. I get to dress up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is is—it is a lot of energy and, and it does take up a lot of the time, you know, when we've got a whole bunch of devs, you know, making sure everybody's taken care of, making sure everybody's getting everywhere that they need to go in a timely manner. All that stuff is, is a lot of energy, but it just, it's just, it's good. It, it's like, it's, it's, it's all my time and energy for that week, but, oh, I love it so much.
1: I am inclined to agree because... You know, being at a show, it's almost like working basically seven days completely straight because we're there at the show, and then even when the show's done, you know, it's like we're with devs, and we're going to dinners and stuff, and usually staying up late and waking up early, and it's should be incredibly mm-hmm. taxing, but I don't know. I just, I, uh, I missed it, and this PAX East, it was like, oh man, I feel like right back at home again mm-hmm. in this, like, mind yeah. space and just, like, this kind of work ethic and working this way, so... I don't know. I, I agree.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, f- I found at PAX East, it was it was tiring. I wasn't used to that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it is. I mean, and even, you know, like, like Jared said, even when the show's over, you know, we're having dinner and stuff like that, but there's always errands to run. There's things we need to do. There's people we need to help take care of. We need to... You know, make sure things are happening. It's this weird thing where it's yeah, it's it's a party, but like we're we're kind of the hosts of that party. You know, it's our job to make sure that everybody has a good time and everybody gets what they need. Um. You know, and you know most people are self sufficient. You know, they're adults and all that stuff. But you know, people come from other countries and it can be, it can be bewildering. You know, coming oh, to Seattle yeah. or Boston. You know, being in the United States for the first time, uh, or the second or third. You know, even if it's you know, even if they're familiar. It can still be, you know, it's still another country.
3: You got to make sure everyone gets their spoonful of Parmesan. Ah, <laughs> <That's right.
0: laughs> uh, I can't believe your lie was even more like it wasn't. You didn't even lie. You just mentioned that the sorbet was good. <laughs> let let her put it way. all together. <laughs> yeah. Just just. Uh, Dangerously. It like, was all dangerous. <laughs> i don't i don't think colin could have pulled it off without you i don't don't think she would have i don't think she would have put the whole spoon in her mouth and eaten all of the cheese at once (laughs) if you hadn't been there i think i think it would have been a taste at most like a little sip of it and be like oh this is cheese damn you (laughs) cullen but eli just casually oh this sorbet is so good
3: We'll have to try again and see what happens.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm excited. Like now I'm like, man, I don't know if I ever want to play like one of those like, you know, Among Us or anything like that with with Eli. He's, lying it's, gonna it's gonna, sus gonna be sus the whole time. <laughs> it's gonna be so smooth, and he's never gonna lie. He's never gonna actually like say a deceitful thing. It's always gonna be so perfectly. <laughs> I'm gonna get manipulated. Fucking... Canadians. I played with my
3: friends, and they just voted me out the first guy every time. (laughs) They figured it (laughs) out. They figured it out. Didn't care if I was an imposter or not. Just let's get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Too dangerous
0: to keep around. Well, thanks for coming on, Eli, and uh, and rescuing this episode of the Devolver Digital Forecast from the
2: terrible
0: episode my pleasure uh, that i had put together for us
3: i did want to say because matt was on a few weeks ago and the conversation turned into all the things that you're wrong about JM. and i wanted to mention that (laughs) you're wrong for not having played outer wilds yet you need to play that game
0: that's fair i've only heard incredible things and i think i'm going to love it
3: it seems Um, seems like your type of game yeah
0: yeah, I should. I thought you were going to bring up what I brought up during the original <laughs> version of this podcast.
3: Oh, the original version? The
0: the, the first version, the where the ah. the you know the bad one where I talked about a game that recently came out that I don't like.
3: Ah. Well, hopefully What's it called? wasn't by Anicorna. They're they're great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh for good opinions about everything you can follow devolver digital on twitter uh if you like pictures uh or short videos telling you what things to buy you can follow devolver digital on instagram if you like even shorter videos and a bunch of weird shit you can follow devolver digital on tiktok if you for some reason like to follow brands on facebook you can follow devolver digital on facebook if you like to watch other people play video games, you can follow Devolver at Twitch.tv/devolverdigital. If you have a game to pitch to Devolver, why not go to pitch.devolverdigital.com so Eli can call you a loser.
2: <laughs>
3: if they mention you, i am i will call them a loser.
0: All right, yeah, you gotta ask. You gotta—you gotta like ask for the JM special. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here, Eli. And uh, I hope your Friday is, your the rest of your Thursday is great, and that your Friday just absolutely blows the whole rest of the
3: week out of the water. I wish the same upon you. Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah, my Friday will be fine. Thanks. <laughs> Fucking <your> Friday, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>